Do you know who invented the first clothes? Well, at least the first clothes that would stay together and actually cover things. You'll find out today as we are talking all about the hot topic of modesty and how Christian women should dress on Naptime Theology. Hey there, you're listening to Naptime Theology with Deborah Gandy, learning about the God of the Bible while our children sleep because theology is for every mom. And it's Naptime! So, do you know who invented the first functional clothes? It was actually God. We read in Genesis that after Adam and Eve sinned by eating the fruit they were not supposed to, they created coverings for themselves. Then we read that those coverings were not covering enough, and God created clothing for them that did. That's in Genesis 3-7, where they made their clothes, and then 3:21, where God made clothes for them. So, does that make God the first modesty police? Well, I don't think so, but I, it does show us that modesty is important. You see, God created the clothing in the first place so that Adam and Eve would not be ashamed because of their sin. Our clothes are a direct result of the fall. We need clothing so that we do not feel ashamed or guilty. But that's not the only text that speaks of modesty. There are many New Testament passages regarding modesty and how a woman should act and dress. Modesty is also one way that we represent God to the world and culture around us. That means we need to take it seriously and understand what the Bible says about it. So in this episode today, we'll cover some scriptural points about modesty and how that should affect us as Christian women striving to honor the Lord. Then I'll end with some practical tips and suggestions to be modest and how you dress in your own life. I know modesty can be a very controversial and heated topic, especially lately, but I wanted to just keep it light today and talk about it in the viewpoint of scripture instead of just what I think. So come along and let's find out together. At the root of it, modesty is actually about our attitude. In many Christian circles, I feel like we've turned modesty into merely a set of rules and regulations. But modesty is not just about how short your skirt is or how much skin is showing or whether you wear a bikini to the beach. All of those things are part of being modest, but that's not solely what modesty is. There are several passages in scripture that show modesty as an attitude adjustment, but let's look at one in particular. 1 Peter 3, 3-6 says, Your adornment must not be merely the external, braiding the hair, wearing gold jewelry, or putting on apparel, but it should be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. For in this way the holy women of former times who hoped in God also used to adorn themselves, being subject to their own husbands, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you have proved to be her children if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. Did you notice how much it talks about our attitudes and not just what we wear? Peter was not merely telling women to not braid their hair or wear jewelry. He was encouraging them to focus on their attitude. Peter goes on to use Sarah as an example of beauty and modesty. You remember Sarah, right? She's the one whose husband packed up and moved because the Lord told him to, and he didn't even know where he was going. Sarah is also the one who was barren for many years, and the Lord gave her a promised son when she was 90 years old. So was Sarah beautiful because she wore braids in her hair or had fine jewelry in her ears? While those things are beautiful in and of themselves, they did not define her beauty. Peter says that her modest, submissive, obedient, fearless heart before the Lord is what adorned her, not what she was wearing. 
So because modesty is not only about what you wear, before you look in the mirror to see if what you are wearing is appropriate, you must look into your own heart and see what your attitude is like. We must pray like David did. Search me and know me and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That's from Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24. To be frank and cut to the chase, there's really no point in looking at a list of rules or suggestions for modest dressing before examining your own heart on the subject. The rules and lists will not help you unless your attitude is in the right place before the Lord. That's what truly matters. So ask the Lord to search your heart. Also ask him to show you your motives for what you're wearing. Here are some questions to help get you started. Are you wearing certain clothes because you want to make other people notice you, men or women? Do you only wear your clothes so that you will be trendy and look like that Instagram influencer you follow? Are you looking into your clothing and makeup to find your beauty? Do you want to impress those around you by the way that you dress? Well, as you search your heart with the Lord's help and search your attitude, remember that humility is what comes first to modest dressing. Paul said in Colossians 3.12 that as God's children, we are to put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. That means that humility or having a low view of oneself should be put on, much like we put on our clothes every day. Modesty in dress can only come from a modest, humble attitude. So that is where we must start. I do want to get practical and share my own guidelines for modesty, but the truth is that they are probably going to be different for every person. There are some big categories that maybe we can all agree on, like not showing your underwear, but the nitpicky things, like if a skirt should be two inches above your knee instead of four, will not all be the same for everyone. And modesty is so different in different cultures of the world that we also have to be gracious to one another and not judgmental about what other people might see as modest. But that's actually why having a modest heart and being humble is what we need to lead us and guide us because it's going to be different for each person. But that w- that will lead us to having a modest way of dressing. And um, we must have humble hearts and trust the Holy Spirit's guiding in our whole life. So if you are a woman who fears the Lord... You will know that charm is deceitful and beauty is passing from Proverbs 31, 30. And that will inform you whether what you are wearing is modest or not. I think we often take for granted that the Holy Spirit is living inside of you to help you and to guide you throughout all of life, even with what you choose to wear every day. So my first tip is this. If you are getting dressed and you feel like your shirt is too tight, your skirt is too short, or your bikini is inappropriate, or whatever it may be, don't wear it. When you've searched your heart and and your conscience is informed by scripture, by studying it every day, you need to listen to that guiding in your life from the Holy Spirit, especially as it comes to modesty. Don't wear something that makes you feel uncomfortable or is on the edge of what you think to be modest. Even if you just second-guess an item of clothing, it's probably better not to wear it. The fact that you're second-guessing is a sign that it's most likely not modest and something that you shouldn't wear. So in preparing for this episode, I read the book Modesty by Martha Peace and Kent Keller. 
it's a great resource for an even deeper dive to modesty. Um, I do recommend it. And that book, Pastor Kent, shares a very helpful acronym to use when you're getting dressed every day. J-O-Y, or joy. I'm going to explain it a little bit further. So J is that as you're getting dressed, look into the mirror and think of Jesus. Remember that you are representing him to the world by what you wear and how you look. So does what you are wearing reflect him? Does your outfit point to the modest character of Christ that's inside you? I think these questions may quickly remove an outfit from your lineup if it's something that shouldn't be worn. And then O, think of others when you get dressed. As you go throughout your day, of course you're going to see other people. So you must think of them as you get dressed. That's the kind thing to do. Ask yourself if your outfit is going to love others by not drawing attention to yourself. And no, I don't, I'm not just talking about men in this O of others. Also, women can be jealous or you can be dressing just for them to look at you and think of how good you look. So we must remember that when we're getting dressed. And we're not responsible for other people's sin in this area, but we can be a help to them by dressing modestly. And that is one way to show love to other people is by not giving them a chance to disobey God's word. And then the last one in this acronym is why. Once you've thought of Jesus and others with your outfit and you've done all that you can just be modest, then the choices are up to you. Why? God has given us many freedoms in Christ, and one of them is in how we dress. As long as you're dressing within the guidelines of modesty that the Lord has shown you in having a humble attitude, then you are free to make any other choices regarding clothing. There are not colors, patterns, or styles that in and of themselves are immodest. You don't need to walk around in a potato sack either, so have fun with how you dress. Enjoy this freedom in Christ of choosing what you wear and enjoying wearing it. I think actually another way that we represent Christ to the world is not just by being modest, but by being beautiful. I don't mean that we have beauty as an idol, but I think pursuing excellence in everything we do also means pursuing beauty in the things that we do before the Lord. There's nothing wrong with pursuing being beautiful. God has chosen us as his representatives to the world. So to represent the beautiful, masterful God that we serve, why wouldn't we pursue beauty in our own lives? There's absolutely nothing wrong with choosing cute, flattering clothing or wearing makeup to enhance our natural beauty that God has given us. In fact, I think I would encourage it. If you are married, looking beautiful for your husband is actually an extra bonus to that as well. Pursuing beauty in our appearance is another freedom we have in Christ to enjoy. And to the Christian, we see God's beauty in a beautiful person. And that is reason to praise him and rejoice in what he's made. David did this in Psalm 139 when he said, I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. See how David praises God for the unique and beautiful way that God made him. We also read about the church's beauty in Song of Solomon. The bride in that book is described as a beautifully attractive woman, and the bride in that book is a representative or a picture of the church. The church should be a beautifully attractive woman, both in character, but I would also argue in outward appearance. Of course, our beauty we have now is a gift of God and only a foretaste of what's to come. He will make us perfectly beautiful in the new creation where those in Christ are wedded to him and will be made holy forever. 
But did you know that we will still have clothing in that wedding ceremony? Revelation 19.8 says, It was given to her, the bride or the, or the church, it was given to the church to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean. So our clothing and our beauty are two ways that we point to Christ, even in the end of the world and the new creation. So that's what modesty is about. Having a humble attitude before the Lord, reflected in and shown to the world by what we wear on our bodies. Okay, now that we've established that modesty is from the heart and it's truly the Holy Spirit that will guide you when it comes to modesty, I do want to share just my practical guidelines that I found to be modest for myself. Again, it's going to be different for every person and these are not rules that I am saying you have to follow. This is just what works for me. And currently I am a stay-at-home mom to my daughter and that is something that I keep in mind in my clothing because your clothes have to be modest for whatever you're planning to do throughout the day. So here are my guidelines in no particular order. For skirts and dress length, I like to have my dresses and skirts at midi length or just below the knee. I think it's flattering, but I feel that it is also the easiest to remain modest throughout the day. At this length, my skirt doesn't, you know, come up when I kneel down or I can easily sit on the floor. Or for me, I ride my bike all the time and I need a skirt to cover and stay down as I'm riding, which when they're longer, they do that. I do occasionally wear shorter skirts than below the knee, but I usually like to wear leggings or tights underneath for more coverage. For tops or shirts, I check several things when I'm getting a new top. Um, no cleavage should show and no midriff either. I always make sure to see if my shirt comes up too high when I raise my hands above my head. Um, if it shows like my stomach when I do that, I just don't buy it or don't keep it if it's one that I've had. I do like to keep camisoles or camis in the war in my wardrobe that provide, you know, just a little more coverage if the shirt is coming down too low in the front. Um, and more warmth if you live somewhere where it's cold. For pants or trousers, as they call them here in England, I do think it's fine to wear pants and jeans or trousers. I think that pants and jeans can definitely be appropriate and very practical. However, I stick to jeans and dress pants. Um, I do not wear leggings as pants. Uh, I think garments like leggings with a lot of stretch in them are really comfortable. I definitely agree there, but I don't really find them appropriate. I think they are just so tight and show off all of your body with just the color of the leggings to cover up. Um, so I don't wear them and I don't think they should be worn as trousers or pants. But if I do wear leggings on the bottom, I either just stay inside or wear something over them like shorts <clears throat> for exercising or a dress or skirt or something like that. Speaking of shorts, for shorts, I just like to check that my shorts are at least long enough to be at my fingertips when my hands are by my sides. I found if they're shorter than that, it just shows a lot of skin and could easily show your underwear and things. So I stick to that length. I think it's nicer to have longer shorts so that you don't have to worry when sitting on the floor, like with my daughter or bending over to pick up things. Um, and then for swimsuits or beach wear, I do not think bikinis are appropriate for the beach. They show a lot of skin and parts of the body that should really only be for your husband. Um, and there's a really interesting background to why bikinis were created in the first place. I'll try to link to it in this episode, um, notes. 
so that you can check it out. It will probably convince you not to wear them either. And no, I don't think the beach or swimming or like very hot weather are reasons to just throw modesty out the window. We're still representing Christ no matter the weather and with just a little effort you can always find either two-piece swimsuit or they even make swim dresses now um, or just like a tank top style with shorts Um, that's what I would recommend to do and that's what I always choose for myself so those are just some quick guidelines that I try to follow but as I said it will be different for everyone and it changes throughout your life as well based on what you're doing or what stage of life you're in So what I wear now might not be be something that um, I wear later, and that's fine. I think listening to the guidance of the Holy Spirit in your life is key. And just a few more practical tips that I'll end on when it comes to dressing modestly and choosing what to wear are are, uh, making the mirror your friend. Mirrors are really a blessing and can be very helpful as you get dressed in the morning. I don't know. I, I don't mean just stare at yourself in the mirror for an hour, but use the mirror as a tool to check your modesty. You can bend over in front of mirrors and look and see what um, is exposed when you bend over. You can turn around and look at, you know, the backside of your body. Um, you can sit down with your skirt on to see how short it is. Whatever it may be, take a few minutes to look in the mirror and that will help you to start your day modestly or especially if you're trying on clothes at the store. Make sure to look. Um, when in doubt, mm-hmm. throw. If you're doubting your clothes, I always just say, when in doubt, throw it out. And I mean, if you're second guessing something that you're wearing, don't wear it. That's probably the Holy Spirit telling you you shouldn't wear it anyway. And for all of you married ladies, ask your husband. I think you have the best resource for modest dressing in your house your husband. Make use of the leader that God has given you and ask your husband if what you have on is modest and appropriate. This is a very direct way to receive guidance from God about what you should wear. Our husbands are not infallible, no, but they are placed over us by God and we should submit to them. Including him in your outfit choices for the day is just one simple way to do this. If he's not home when you're getting dressed, a quick selfie in that friend, the mirror, can really help. And if you're really not sure about what you're wearing, and you're not married, ask a Christian girlfriend or a mentor. Maybe this is new to you to dress modestly, so find someone at church who who does dress modestly, and I'm sure that they would be willing to help you, and it's great to get help from others. So there's probably a lot more that could be said about dressing modestly. If you'd like to read more about it, I do recommend that book by Martha Peace as a deep dive. I also wrote a a blog post for the ministry for the gospel, That is more of a biblical theology overview of modesty in the Bible, which you can read at the link that I'll put in the show notes. But I pray that you have seen from this episode that modesty is an important aspect of being a Christian woman. We can honor the Lord in how we dress and that you don't need to dress frumpily to do so. Our beauty and modesty points to Christ and represents him well to the world. I know this was kind of a hot topic to talk about today, but this has just been my two cents, and I would always like to hear from you, so if you'd like to chat more, I love connecting on Instagram or um, at Naptime Theologian, or you can leave a comment over on my blog at naptimetheologian.com, and we can discuss more. Have a great day today, and thanks for listening.